I want to tell you this morning about one of my favorite sounds in the entire world. Do you have favorite sounds? But you probably do. During the pandemic, I, like a lot of other people in the world, because it was hard to get these, got into cycling. And I have one of those fancy bikes that has the fancy pedals that need the fancy shoes that you clip into. I haven't fallen once getting into it. But when you click your shoe into, oddly enough, what's called the clipless pedal, even though it actually does clip in, it gives this snapping, clicking sound, really nice and crisp and fast. And I've come to absolutely love that sound. It's just great. Now, I know that means absolutely nothing to you, because I mean, do I have any cyclists here? No. A little, little bit. Have you used the clipless pedals or just the... You, you have some of those? You, you know that sound I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I just love that sound. It's just the most wonderful sound, I think, in the world. Now, why am I telling you about this? The sound that my shoes make when I clip into the pedals of my bike is, for me, the sound of love. You see, for quite a long time, I have wanted a nice bike. Back when I was in high school, I became enamored with Lance Armstrong and his getting over cancer and winning the Tour de France seven times. Now, admittedly, after the fact, he's not the world's best hero uh, to, to, to emulate, so to speak. But at the time, many of us were taken with his story. And so I have wanted a bike for quite a long time, but it just didn't work out. I was at the end of high school getting ready to go to college, so you don't go buy a really nice bike that someone might steal while you're away at college. I was uh, getting married. Uh, I was going to seminary. I was getting into ministry. So it didn't really work out to get a bike for well over, well, actually close, close to two decades-ish. Actually, yeah, two decades. And then the pandemic hit. And people were looking for things to do so they didn't go crazy. And April said, you know what? Let's get you that bike. And so April bought me a bike. And so every time I ride it and I clip into those pedals... I hear that click sound, and it's an audible reminder of April's love for me. Here's the thing about love. We talk about love all the time as people, as Christians, just in general. Love is the subject of songs, and conversations, and scripture passages, and so much more. And so often we talk about it in these sort of funny little ways. It just kind of hovers out there. Oh, 
Love one another. Have love. We need more love in the world. But it, it has occurred to me, because I'm slow on the uptake sometimes, that love is an embodied reality. Love is something you can see. Love is something you can hear. It's something you can smell. It's something you can taste. It's something you can feel. Love is a real, concrete thing. And I wonder, what are those sights and sounds and tastes and smells and feels that for you communicate love. I want you to think about that as we're here in this time. Maybe it's the certain smell in the air at a certain time in the year. Maybe it's a certain view, the beach or the mountains. Maybe it's a certain kind of meal that you like to eat. I have another strange one. It's kind of a taste thing. I love about four or five times a year to boil spaghetti noodles in chicken broth and eat them. It's plain. It's honestly a little bit on the bland side. But it's what my grandmother, Juju, made for me. We called her Juju because when I was born, she was convinced she was entirely too young to be a grandmother, and I wasn't going to call her any such crazy grandmother name. I was going to call her Julia, her name, and as I was learning to speak, Julia came out as Juju, and the name stuck. <laughs> now, Juju was many things, but she was not a cook. But nevertheless, when I would go over to stay at her house, she would cook for me the thing that she knew to cook the most, which was she would dump chicken breast in water to cook, which would create the broth, and she'd dump noodles in and she'd boil squash. Now, I don't know if you know much about five-year-old boys, but boiled squash is not particularly interesting, so I wouldn't eat that. And uh, overly boiled, dried-out chicken also wasn't wonderful, but five-year-old boys will eat noodles about anywhere they can get them. So that taste is something that communicated for me love. Because even though cooking wasn't her gift, she would cook for me. And I learned to love those. And so I miss her from time to time. And so I make them. And I'm reminded of her love for me. So what are those things that communicate love to you? Again, what are the sights and sounds and smells and tastes and touches that communicate love? Because here in this gospel text today, Jesus makes abundantly clear that love is concrete embodied things. That's 
really what it is. If you keep my commandments, there is love. If you've noticed, part of the commandments talk about how we love God, and the other part of the commandments talk about how we love our neighbor, each other. And they're real, concrete things. And Jesus demonstrated this throughout his ministry. Jesus didn't just go around and say, I love you. He went around and said, I love you so much, I'll feed you with bread and fish. Jesus didn't just go around and say, I love you. He went around and said, I love you so much, I'll reach my hand down and pick you up myself so that you may feel my hand wrapping around yours. Jesus didn't just say, I love you. He said, I love you so much, I'm going to take plain old water and turn it into the best wine you've ever had. That's a story we Lutherans love, right? <laughs> again and again throughout the Gospels, Jesus doesn't just go out and say loose words like love. He demonstrates what embodied love looks like. And you all have been the recipients of that. Certainly on this day, we're mindful of mothers and mothering figures who have had remarkable ways of embodying love. Perhaps a lullaby they used to sing as they rubbed your back. Maybe a special meal that they cooked. Or a special blanket that they had for you. Or the list could go on and on and on. But you have been the recipients of an embodied love that impacts all of your senses. So today I want you to simply be mindful of what those sights and sounds smells and tastes and touches are that communicate love to you. And then I want you to think about how you can use your gifts to provide those sights and sounds and smells and tastes and touches for others who so desperately need love. Now, that's a little bit tougher because you might have to go get to know somebody to know that they'd rather have apple pie than boiled squash. I'm going to be appreciative if you give me boiled squash, but it may not quite communicate love to me the way an apple pie would. Or Helen Killian's Million Dollar Pie. I'm just going to put it out there. That's, that's the love of Jesus right there. If you haven't had it, you know, let me know. It's great. So get to know your neighbor. Find out what communicates love to them. And then use your gifts to give them to, 
the ability to sense your love and ultimately the love of God for them. Amen.